Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I am completely tickled and delighted um, to introduce my friend Carly Joe um, on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited. Ah, awesome. Um, well, it was probably only a matter of time uh, before Carly Joe came on the show, given uh, the nature of our relationship and what Carly Joe does in the world. Um, but I want to tell you, uh, just as we start to get grounded here, um, a little bit about Carly Joe's work, uh, how I came to know her, and then we will just dive right in. Um, so Carly Joe, um, she is a coach, a phenomenal coach who works with women in relationships to have turned on a live sex. And my, um, I remember, I'm just remembering the first time I met you, uh, which we just talked about a few minutes ago was at my first house in Los Angeles at a, a goddess circle. So a group of, of women coming together and you were just this like electric, completely unabashed <laughs> woman <laughs> who brought CBD oil for us to massage all over our breasts and maybe our pussies. I don't fully remember. Um, and, and I just remember thinking, whoa, like I've never met this woman, but the level of, um, just approval that you had for your sexuality and for your pleasure was so inspiring for me. Mm -hmm. I also remember, um, being, there was something in you that I, I had a hard time being with from that very first moment that I met you. And it was, I remember you were talking about like just spending hours throughout your day of like getting in touch with your pussy and lounging around and, you know, all this like spaciousness. And at the time I just wanted to be like, ah, oh! like, I'm so annoyed by this woman because I was inside of a business that I had, you know, coaching my coaching practice that I had created so diligently where I was on the phone all damn day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember thinking, who is this woman and why does she get to be a lady of leisure and have a business? <laughs> And that, that was my, uh, that was my introduction into my sisterhood with you. That's so, so good. yeah, so good. Um, so how are you doing? Uh, leisurely laying on my bed <laughs> <laughs> with my dog. Um, uh, and, and also I just want to like say for any listener, literally it's Give them a now. heads We're up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're dog sitting a couple yappy dogs. So surrendering right. to them being barky. And mm -hmm. I just feel like once I say it, then I can like, let it go. Yeah. Um, so what was the question? How am I? Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love, I love hearing that, you know, cause I just, I remember being invited to teach on in, in that fierce goddess, uh, circle and she specifically asked our mutual friend asked, you know, um, I love if you could educate them on, um, on cannabis and cannabis and, and sexuality, because as you will soon learn, my handle is cannabis sensuality coach. I got into this work 
through connecting sex and cannabis and pleasure and cannabis. And it's not, cannabis isn't my focus anymore, um, but it's still a part of me. And it's like what a lot of women are really leaning into and they want it, or they're already um, playing with cannabis or, you know, and they want to get in right relationship with it, or they find that cannabis is like the gateway to them experiencing orgasms or having presence, like better sex. And, And it's like, so I come in and it's like, how to have an intentional relationship, you know, if they want that. And I do call in a lot of women that are sober too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who are discovering their sexuality uh, without any substances. So, Mm -hmm. um, but so anyways, um, our mutual (laughs) friend just thought the whole cannabis thing was really interesting. And so she's like, come in and teach. And at that time, it was a different time in my life. A few years ago, I was like a brand ambassador for a bunch of, a bunch of the cannabis brands out there. And so I brought a bunch of Foria, which Foria is an amazing intimacy product that is um, like a, I don't, they don't call it lube. They call it, I think it's called intimacy oil, but that's what it was. It was Foria. Mm -hmm. And so I demoed as a breast massage because that's like, and I remember asking her mutual friend too. I was like, so I was asking her boundaries. Like this was my first impression of her too. And you guys, and I was like, yeah. so most likely I'm going to take off my top and just demo. Is that cool? She's like, I love it. Love you know? it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I do believe I had, I gave you all the invitation that right. you can take it into the bathroom and mm-hmm. rub it on your pussy if you wanted. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. This is so full circle for me. I did not realize that was Foria or I, I had not heard of Foria mm. at the time, but, um, recently for mother's day, I sent my mom Foria. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what an amazing daughter. Right. I think so. Yeah. You know, we've, which that's a whole other podcast episode, but you know, my mom and I have really been having some very, uh, connected conversations about sex. And, um, so of course I would want to send her something like that. So, oh my gosh, I love that. That was my intro to that product. And I did not even know that. (laughs) Well, um, so just to give, uh, yeah, my listeners a little sense for where I think we're going to go in this conversation today. Um, so, you know, I asked Carly Joe um, to be on the show today because um, we have had some amazing breakthroughs in our sisterhood over the last Uh, the last couple of months and really like this year Um, and sisterhood is something that, you know, that I talk a lot about in my work and I think it can be so healing to hear real women's experiences of what sisterhood is because sisterhood is different than friendship. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you can only learn it by just like, diving in and fucking it up and staying connected and, and, you know, being in your desire. And, um, and so I've been, I've been wanting to do an episode kind of like this for a while. And I was just waiting for like, Ooh, how's it going to show up? And then, you know, like I said, I've had all these breakthroughs and conversations with Carly Joe, you know, over the last number of months. And so I just thought, I really want to share this with the world. Um, what it's really like, to be in sisterhood and tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, so I want to, you know, sort of zoom out for a minute and just, um, you know, give you a sense more of like where Carly Joe came from and who she is. And then I think we'll shift the conversation to talk about sisterhood. So Carly Joe, just like, let's yeah. just back up for two seconds. Woman from Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How did we get to here? Well, I was raised on a farm too. Oh yeah. Raised on a farm, which is the, the one that you sent me photos of. Is that the same farm that you were raised on? Yes. Like where, okay. Where you visited your parents recently? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This farm is incredible. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just give us the, give us farm the- girl. Um, yeah. So, you know, was always a little different, very sensitive, um, just always thought differently than people. And, um, I also was raised in a, in a family where there, it was, I would say for the most part, I mean, it's really hard to live in a hundred percent sex positive home, but 
it was pretty sexually positive. You know, my my mom was really comfortable with her body. She would be naked in front of me. I was like, no big deal. My parents would flirt, and you know, my and and I had an aunt who told me I'll never forget this. She said, uh, "Sex is overrated." Oh, <laughs> okay. That's a, that's a context. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I got a lot of mixed messaging around sexuality. I, I, I think what it is, is now that I've been diving into this work and knowing you, this podcast is probably spiritual. Um, I, yeah. now I know that my soul is on a mission to, hmm. um, help women experience sexual freedom. And I didn't know that back then. And so when your soul has a mission, you know, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it penetrates it. I know. And, but I had to go through so much shit to get here as a sensuality coach. I was always Mm -hmm. really sexually curious, but then, and I can't pinpoint a time where somebody shamed me, but all of this shame Mm. got like embedded into my body and into my system. And then as I got older, like sex was just not great. You know, like I was, mm-hmm. I really got the conditioning that sex was for men and pleasure was for men. And, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't easily have, I couldn't have penetrative orgasms. I'd have to work really hard for clitoral at orgasms. And I kind of just fell into this story of, you know, sex is for men and only a handful of women can experience good sex or orgasms. So I must just not be one of the lucky ones. So there's this like deep embedded shame, but yet I can look back and see like how there was so much curiosity. Mm-hmm. I like found a book at my parents' house from the nineties that what is it's out there. It's called like, it's like a book, like really thick, like three inches thick. That's all about like how to have great sex. And it was, I purchased it in the nineties and I'm 38. So Whoa. the nineties for me would be like high school. So I was always <laughs> curious. Like, <laughs> I think high school. Yeah. I graduated in one. So it's yeah. like, I was always curious about it, but never gave myself approval or permission, which is so funny that you started with that story. Mm, I, I yeah. like, it kind of seems like it just happened, but I had to work through so much of my sexual shame, my shyness, mm, um, mm-hmm. my repression. Oh, wow. Stop there. <laughs> the story is long. Uh, that's, you know, I just, um, I I love that so much, like giving people the perspective, you know, because oftentimes we just see like, oh, this is who this person is now in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you have no idea how much this woman had to move out of the way <laughs> mm-hmm. to have the freedom, yeah. the freedom that you have. What, um, what do you think made the biggest difference for you as you were just like, you know, I'll call it an awakening you know, as you were awakening, what, um, yeah, what really made a difference for you? I honored my yes. Mm. I, I know now that I'm a really intuitive person. (laughs) And so intuition was happening and you don't always identify it as that, but I can look back and see like, oh yeah, you were getting out of your own way and following something and saying yes to something. I was a casting Mm. producer for The Bachelor for 10 years. And I knew that 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 the entertainment world and that job was not my calling. And I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know what. And I I tried lots of stuff. Um, I I was, I'm going to be this, I'm going to try this, I'm going to do this. And and then, um, you know, this story of how I got into this work is really because of the sexual struggles that I have with my husband. Mm -hmm. him and I getting together and getting like stuck um, in our sex life had me open up to one person. And that person said to follow or to subscribe to Layla Martin, which is um, a tantric sex coach educator. And so I subscribed to her. And then I got an email saying introducing the sex, love and relationship program. And that, and I, I, again, I cannot even tell you like what was going on in my body that was like, I'm going to be a coach, but I just signed up and I paid and I did it. And now I look back and I'm like intuition, soul's mission, like get it, got it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to think about it. I didn't have to like, I've never been someone who weighs my odds and has a pros and cons list. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm such a yes until I'm a no. Yeah. 
Oh, I love, I love that about you. You're like, no, I just never even had that conditioning of like, you got to do pros and cons and that whole thing. It's just not a part of who you are. I love that about you so much. (laughs) I have had to deeply remove that conditioning, Um, you know, and, and as I sort of mentioned um, earlier, you know, when I, when I look at, I'm like, oh, where are the places where I can get triggered in our sisterhood? Right. It's like those little parts of me where I, if I like have a place where I haven't fully created freedom. Right. And then Mm -hmm. I look at you and I'm like, that bitch has freedom over there. Why does she get to have it? You know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Um, hmm. what were, um, in your journey, what would you say, like, if you could remember one of your darkest moments, what would you say that was like, what was it like? Darkest moments for like, of like not being free and wanting that sisterhood. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Maybe this is the perfect bridge. <laughs> yeah. Tell us yeah, say more. I always thought I was in trouble. I always thought, you know, I was always concerned about people being mad at me, you know, mm-hmm. and not being liked and not being accepted. That I always gave versions of like mm. I let people see versions of really like my false self right not mm-hmm. my not my true self but my false yeah. self and then i wondered why i didn't have these like really tight open relationships cuz i never let anyone in and as soon mm. as the first fight you know every relationship has that like first little like kick up or bump yeah. as soon as that first one would come it would be a sign to me that it, oh she's not the right sister she's not the right friend mm. and i would just dismiss them wow mm. So just like, like cycling through relationships. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, um, thank you for sharing that. Um, Fear of looking bad. mm -hmm. Fear of not being approved. I mean, I think that's really like, I can speak to it now is that was the biggest fear of not being approved of, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, and, um, I'd love to hear, well, what, what does sisterhood mean to you now? Well, now it means really showing up authentically, you know, allowing yourself to be yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, Mm. all the parts to be seen. Um, it's also really saying the thing. You know, being in a relationship with somebody like, you know, recently I had to let go, put ties in a relationship because I, I just realized that I'm only available for friendships that take self-responsibility, that mm-hmm. own their own triggers, you know, own when they get lit up um, and can, can speak, speak their desires, speak even, even in, in however it comes out, but able to you know, the difference between like, oh, are you mad at me versus I'm feeling left out that you haven't called me in a month. Like that's a Mm. different level. And we're talking like a high level, this group that I'm in with you, right? This is like a high level of relating and sisterhood. And it's been really painful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's been really rewarding, but it's also been so incredibly painful because all of my shit comes out. And every time it comes out, I have to have a phone call, which is where we started. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to dive into that. Let's just like, Honestly. let's just go right in. Okay. So let's backtrack. I don't know. When was this? Like a couple months ago, right? Something yeah, like right, that. right after the retreat. Yeah. Right. And, um, and car and well, and to just give a little context, it's like, 
we've probably for the like past year or so, it's like, we've been in the same sort of tight knit group of women who are sisters, Mm -hmm. you know, and we're all like, we're all in agreement that we've said yes to sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we've overtly say that (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. not a, it's not a secret. And, um, and so there, and there was like this little disconnection between you and I, and Mm -hmm. I hadn't voiced it. Um, yet. And, and you were brave enough to (laughs) say something. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so I'd love to, anything you want to share about sort of what was, what was like bubbling up in you and just where you were at that, in that moment when you reached out. Yeah. Permission to be blunt. Oh yeah. Go for it. Okay. Because I really want to speak to the truth of what yes. I thought and felt and then speak to what I saw in it. Okay. Yeah, I, no, absolutely. That okay, I, I, I really want so people relatable. to Yeah, I want people to hear the honest truth. Okay. So we had for the past year, like like Kaylin said, we had been traveling, not traveling and not literally traveling, but, uh, orbiting in the same group, you mm-hmm. know, on, on a, on a group thread and just, but had not connected one-on-one. And my perception was like, she's annoying. She has to, <laughs> she yeah. um, has to be the center of attention all the time. Um, yeah. she tells these really long stories that I'm actually really into, but they're just really long and they take up a lot of space and like, <laughs> um, what else? I mean, yeah. those are kind of the main things. Like my, the story that I told myself was like the way I feel is because she's annoying. And mm-hmm. then, and then mm-hmm. I kind of knew that there was, there was more to it, but I just let it be, I let, I let myself like kind of surrender to like feeling it out and thinking about it. Yeah, And then you guest, you guest taught at a retreat that I was a student of, and you were the most impactful teacher of the weekend for me. You really nailed a piece of the puzzle for me. And it was in that moment that I was like, ah, fuck, I am resisting her saying it's because I think she's annoying because there's something that. I mean, and and I'll speak to that too, but just like, there's something that's getting lit up in me. And obviously she's one of my greatest teachers, right? So we often, Mm -hmm. we often get super triggered by our greatest teachers. Uh. And so, um, I think I asked you that weekend, if we could have a conversation. And then when I was finally ready, I texted you and we set up a a walk and talk where we walk and talk. And what I got really clear on was that what I perceived as these annoying, long stories, the actuality, the truth was, is that I didn't feel like I belonged. I didn't, yeah. you, you would come in and tell a, a part of the story as if there, the other, everyone else knew all of the other mm-hmm. stuff. And so it triggered my, I don't belong story mm-hmm. that gets triggered all the time in this group. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. it comes up in the stupidest ways, Kaylin. <laughs> we all, we all, we, I started a walk and talk club and we went on it and the, there were four of us and I had the slow dog. And so I was always behind and it got triggered. I was like, I don't belong. They're not waiting for me. They don't care about me. And I was just like, ah, like, oh my scared. gosh. Okay. But see, I want to just slow this down. It is yeah. so amazing that you have that level of awareness around this, you know? And, and I just so appreciate that the humanity that you're bringing to this, because I, it's such a common experience, you know, that we all have, we're all human, you know, and we all get we all get into these places of like, I'm not loved. And, you know, some, something from our past gets triggered and then it's like, Whoa, there you go. But for you to say, Oh, okay. I see my thing that's coming up here. This is a me thing. That's the whole freaking game. (laughs) Yeah. Well, in the past, I would have probably been a little brat about it and made like Mm -hmm. passive aggressive comments. Why don't you guys slow down? But Mm -hmm. so but back back to you yeah. though, what I got so clearly was that like you're coming in and telling this story, but it was always I always felt like yeah, I wasn't someone that you're calling and mm. and being like, oh my god, you guys, this thing yeah. happened. And and then you come to these gatherings and it's like you're you're adding on to the story. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so, and so I was getting triggered in my, I don't belong. Yeah. And, and I think there was something else. And maybe you can remind me, cause I think there were like two yeah. or three that things that got triggered, but like that one, I remember to be the most. And I'm like, okay, so here me thinking she's annoying with her long stories. It was actually me wanting to be more a part of her life <laughs> and wanting to know all of the stories because I think I texted you separately or no in a group text. Cause you were like, this is happening this weekend. And I like reached out and was like, Hey, follow, follow, give us a follow-up on that. And you never yeah. did. So that fed right. into the story. Right. And it's like, you and then I was yeah. like, well, you can tell whatever you want, whenever you want, but it was just like feeding into it. Um, totally. And I think I thought you didn't like me, mm-hmm. you know, probably like that. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so. and there, and the the <laughs> thing that I um like my experience right is I'm like, okay, I see. I see this woman, I see she's got a ton of desire, you know, I could, I could like feel how much desire you have. And like, there's so much of me that I see in you, you Mm. know, you're from Wisconsin. I'm from Wyoming, you know, like not predictable that we would be in these kinds of conversations. Right. And Um, And, and the thing that I saw for myself is like the way that I just want to control the shit out of people in relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there were these places where I would um, give you like, give you some feedback, like, oh, own your desire, you know? Mm -hmm. And looking, yeah, looking back at it, like that was, I mean, I think that was some valuable feedback, right? But the thing I can see now is that I was um, giving that inside of a dynamic where we didn't have the level of intimacy that would match like my ability to say something like that and actually have it land with full Mm. love. So I, Yeah, exactly. So like, I'm like this, you know, let me just tell this woman how to do her desire. Right. And it's, it's very sneaky because you're using language like desire, but there's, if there's like an undercurrent of control, right. You can feel that, you Mm -hmm. know? And so for, as, as I just have continued to unpack our sisterhood, I see that pattern and I'm like oh girl that's so sneaky (laughs) (laughs) well I have an example of what you're talking about because I think readers readers listeners 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 do well with examples I do so one one of these moments that um that happened with us is that um we were inside of a self-pleasure container and I missed like the first few calls. So I didn't know that there was like a time limit of when it was going to end. And mm-hmm. I was just starting to get into it. And all of a sudden it was over and yeah. I felt dropped. And I was like, this kind of feels dropped. Like, can we have a yeah. quick, the container call? And so we got on that call and it was just a bunch of people looking at each other going, who's leading this? What are we doing? And Kaylin, in my perception, calls me out and is like, <laughs> all right is honoring or holding their desire. And this is, again, you're hearing it from my perception right. in my head of her saying a bitchy, you know, of yeah, like, totally. there's, um, there's, you're there. None of us are holding the desire and da da da. And you're like, and I'm looking at you, Carly. And I got <laughs> so triggered. I was like, how oh my gosh, dare she? How right. dare she? This is not my container. This is da-da-da. like, I went straight into defense <sighs> and straight into reactionary. And what I did yeah. As I took a deep breath and I gave a body reveal instead. So instead yeah. of telling you off or saying things that would have been so bad, which right. is what I would have done in my past, I took a, I took a deep breath and, and um, gave a body reveal, which a body reveal is when you reveal a sensation inside of your body. And I said, I, I don't remember what it was, but it was something probably like my heart is pounding. I, mm. you know, and I, I, I believe I even said in reaction to yeah, being called out. <laughs> and when right. I got off that call, I thought to myself, well, she's going to reach out. She's, she's going to reach out and probably want to have a conversation with me about that. 
And then she, and then you didn't. And I was like, okay, well maybe it's not that big of a deal. Like maybe that interaction wasn't really like that big of a deal to her. And my reaction wasn't a big deal. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then it was just over. And and, and, and I don't know, maybe there was some yeah. lingering thing about it because it's being brought up now, which we cleared. Yeah. Because um, you were right. That's the shitty part is you were <laughs> right. And I hated it. I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like there's so many, um, there's so many sides to this. And I, I don't even want to say sides. There's so many just different dimensions, you know? It's like, as a, um, as a sister, you can, we can see our, you know, we can see our sisters, we can see women, we have sight. And I, and I truly think like, I would rather say the thing and then clean it up later than not say the thing, you know? And so it was like, it was risky for me to say, you know, what I said, like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of energy on this call and I'm one, you know, it, nobody's owning it. Nobody's owning the desire. Hey, Carly, do I remember you had a desire, you know, whatever I said. Right. Um, but yeah. And, you said, and I'm looking at you. I'm look, oh, you remember the exact <laughs> words. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Carly Joe. Gosh. Wow. And yeah. And, and look, you know, at the end of the day, like it's, uh, it's messy to say the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so messy. And, um, and it brings so much, uh, so much up for me, even just in the, um, like reconnecting around it, you know, I'm like, Whoa, like my caretaker wants to come in and be like, no, why did I say that? La, 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 la. You know, all this judgment. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I think like the conversation we're having here is, um, is the sisterhood conversation, you know, being willing to be like, oh yeah, here's what happened for me. Here's what happened for me. And then being able to connect around it. I brag that my husband just brought me a smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, I can, yeah, I can only imagine you, your, your side of perceiving or not perceiving, but recapping that, you know, but it all was so, it all happened for me and it was all part of our journey because once I had, once I got the realization that you were the teacher I needed in my life around desire, (laughs) I was like, oh, no wonder I've been so triggered by this woman or why I have not leaned into this woman is because there was something great to teach me. Um, and you do have phenomenal stories and I want to be a part of all of them. But um, that's a side note. That's a desire. Yeah. That's, um, oh, oh, you know, that is we, a like, desire. we like desire over here. We're into it. <laughs> so we had our walk that. and talk. Yeah, we had our little walk and talk. Yeah, it was called we call it a clearing. Yeah. So we have a clearing slash connection. So you clear so that you can get back into connection. And I revealed all of this. I revealed yeah. how, and, and there's a difference of being in these conversations with someone where I'm taking full responsibility for my do not belong story, for my triggers, you know, that kind of thing versus putting it on you and blaming you for it. And and so I, and, and, there was, and like this whole thing where people say, I don't like confrontation. I'm like, I don't have confrontation in my life anymore because I surround myself with people who take self-responsibility for their feelings. Um, But yeah, so I just revealed everything that was coming up and going on. And you said, wow, thank you so much for sharing. I know what courage and bravery it took for you to say all that. And then you revealed your side. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to even remember exactly what I said, but, um, the, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things, um, that, that I've been so present to since then is like this, um, all of our similarities and how, how, Mm. how difficult it can be for me to be with someone that has so many similarities to me. (laughs) Yeah. You're so right. Cause I like being the center of attention. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the attention whore of the group. Right. And, and so the, um, 
there, there is this part of you, um, that, uh, like just your little girl in the little girl inside of you that is so joyful and loves crafting and, you know, just like lights up. I, I realized I was like, oh my gosh, that is the thing in you that is sometimes hard for me to be with, which is really just a mirror of the part of me that is sometimes hard for me to be with, but I don't have full approval for. Mm, yeah. And well, and the same with me would be a, your submissive, your surrender submissive mm-hmm. part would yeah. be the same of mine. It's like, I don't have approval for that part of me, that surrender piece, that submissive piece inside of me mm-hmm. that sometimes gets triggered seeing you so in your submissive, mm-hmm. so in your surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, abs- yeah, totally. And um, I think we also might have talked uh, in the in that conversation there that there, there was just more space for us to have the conversation about desire. Yeah, that's know? a really good part of the story. <gasps> what you said to me. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm, I'm sort of forgetting. It was something, it was just, I remember owning. Okay. All right. You, I remember it. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But Um, but before you say this, what I want to be really clear about the people here is that I said this at a point in the conversation when there was space, right. After it's like, we had both, we had each really like owned our side and really, you know, looked at like, Whoa, here's what comes up for me. All of a sudden there's more possibility in the space. And that's what really set the stage for me to say this thing to you. You don't even know what I'm about to say. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear, (laughs) but here, but, but also you asked, permission though too because you realized that you were non-consensually desire doming me Mm -hmm. and yeah I just made that up Uh, Um, so hot right and then and then you in that conversation did ask for permission asked if I was open to be in a in the sisterhood where you say you know basically shine a light onto these areas because you know what I'm committed to you know that I'm yeah. committed to being a surrendered wife. You know that I'm committed to having amazing surrendered sex with my husband, right? So mm-hmm. you ask yeah. permission to say the things that help me get to what I'm committed to. Also, why you need to hire her. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if she has any more room for friends, but she has tons of room for, I don't know, clients either. Yeah. Be her client. So I am like just really... Um, present to how grateful I am for you in this conversation mm. in this sisterhood which um so what you said to me was that you are at a point in your life that you are really this is paraphrasing based on what yeah. I heard is that you're really com- you're you're really committed to having women in your life that own their desire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I remember hearing that going, oh, that's not me. I didn't fit the bill. She's not going to choose me. She's not going to pick me. And it was still in that conversation where I, we hadn't explicitly said, yes, we're going to be friends. Cause I remember I straight out asked. So, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So you, I heard that. And then I was like, well, shit, I don't, I don't think I fit, you know? And then a little bit later in the conversation, you had said you had pointed out the most important and one of the most important things of my life (laughs) Mm. is that because we all show up excuse me my my smoothie (laughs) we um how desire shows up for each and every one of us is so different and Mm. you pointed out to me that my desire comes through as complaint Mm -hmm. and it was the biggest light bulb I was like, holy fuck. I go to restaurants. I'm cold. Oh, there's a breeze. Oh, it's, oh. I'd always complain about what I don't have instead of asking for what it is that I want. And yeah. had just massive breakthroughs in my marriage because of this, um, mm. you highlighting this. And then um, without, without, you know, going into too much detail, there was a moment where um, we were talking about something. And, and then eventually I just said like, do you want to be my friend? Cause I still, I still yeah. was like, shit, I don't think she wants me. I don't think she's choosing me. And so I just asked and you were like, yes. 
And I was like, I do, you do. And then our relationship ever since then has been so magical and we can go into that, but I wanted yeah. to talk about now that I re- oh. revamped your memory on the conversation. It's so, wow. Oh my gosh. What a gift um, to just be rehashing this whole thing. Um, yeah. And the, the vulnerability of you directly asking, like, you know, I was so nervous because like- I swear you told, I swear in that conversation, you said, I'm not your friend. Remember, we can't yeah. go into why this conversation mm-hmm. happened. It's confidential, but yeah. you had made a joke mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, I'm not your friend. You were joking yeah. about something else, but right. it hit my biggest insecurity. Right. And I was just like, and I no, <gasps> this is what happened. We were talking and we were talking, we were talking. And all of a sudden I said, I was like, Kayla, and I'm withholding. I was like, I, there's something I'm not saying. There's something I'm not asking you. And I have to yeah. just straight out ask. And that's what it was. And I said, mm-hmm. do you want to be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I, needed, I needed to hear it either totally. way. Mm-hmm. If you would have been like, no, I just don't yeah. think we're aligned. And I'd be like, cool. We'll just keep staying at, yeah. you know, like we can set boundaries for that or containers Whatever. for that. But I was so glad right. you said yes. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, when we say friend in this circle, we really mean sister, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is the other thing I want to call out. And, um, and yeah, I just so appreciate the, yeah, the, the vulnerability of what it takes to directly ask something like that. And then the power of being in a, an overt agreement about that, you know, and, and trusting like the flow of sisterhood you know, but like, I will say for me, having had that conversation as just like our new foundation from which to create from, there's so much more ease and, and connection and possibility, you know, and desire Mm -hmm. inside of our sisterhood, you know, like I have a desire for you to come over here and for us to have a craft day, you know? And like, I never, that was so blocked as of a few months ago. Like I, I wouldn't have actually had that desire, you know, um, because there was, you know, there was some stuff in the way. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's really the thing that I, that I want my listeners to hear is that like the relationships where like you feel a little rub, like there's probably something for you and it takes an extreme amount of vulnerability and courage and bravery and honesty and connection to like make it to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I just got a hit that I, I just realized right now, one of my, one of the things like you were speaking to uh, how joyful my inner child is and how that triggers you. <laughs> I just realized it's your vulnerability. Yeah. The way oh. that you cry and <laughs> get sad and like you have a full range of emotions that you have, yeah. that you give permission to. Mm-hmm. And I did not or have not given mm-hmm. myself permission. So I just got that. But what I think is really cool, like there before this conversation, I was timid with you. Um, and you, so therefore you saw a different version of me. Mm -hmm. You didn't really see my full, my full relaxed, Mm -hmm. authentic self. You saw a version of me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I kind of was like, is this okay? Should I ask her? Should I not? Uh, You know, like there was timidness there. And then after the conversation, it was just like, ah, like we're ourselves. And, and, and it doesn't end there. Just recently, Kaylin sent me a voice memo and she's just like, all right, I have a withdraw or no, not withdraw. Um, withhold. Withhold. Thank you. <laughs> I'm withdrawing. I'm withdrawing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I have a withhold. And, you know, you would that you would think that sharing something like that with someone that's just like and, and it, I think it was the inner child piece that yeah. you had shared with mm-hmm. me. Um, you would think that that would be something that would draw a wedge in between friendships, but it a- actually makes me feel more, more closer to you. Like right. you sharing that like lights me up in a good way and mm-hmm. makes me feel way more clo- like closer to you and connected to you. And my response was like, oh my gosh, like those things that are, that you have triggered in with me are actually the things I'm desiring to do with you. Like I'm such a crafty bitch. Like I love baking and crafting and making things. And like, I'm, I quilt for God's sake. So I was like, why don't we do these things together? 
Totally. Yeah. And, um, and the thing that, that, um, that you're speaking to, you know, withhold just to like, let my, um, let my listeners in on what that is, is just, um, you know, a practice that, that I've taken on and sort of my, my circle of sisters, uh, takes on, um, which, and it's really just about revealing, the vulnerable thing that you, that needs to be said that you might not want to say, like the thing that actually is true, you know, ultimately is just true. And yeah, sometimes it's just, it's just hard to say like something that you, um, maybe skipped over saying, um, and, and then the whole intention is just to actually like create more closeness through sharing the thing that, you know, is hard to reveal. And, um, and so (laughs) I just am so grateful to be inside of, you know, a sisterhood with you where now we have a different kind of foundation. And I feel like I could send a message like that to you, you know, any, any day of the week and you'd say, Mm -hmm. okay, all right, we're going to hear this. (laughs) What do we, what's next here? You know, um, and, hmm. And ooh, I want to offer one other reflection about how I've seen you shift mm. in the past like few months. May I? Of course. <laughs> the level at which I am just seeing you fully own and hold your desire is incredible. Mm. Like through this, um, I know you mentioned earlier our little walk and talk club. Um, you've made that a thing. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's like, we have a little texting group and you really hold the, the, you know, there's, there's a masculine part of that, that, you, that somebody's got to hold, right. To be like, okay, we're going to figure out the logistics and, you know, and you've really like stepped up both in holding your feminine desire and which really like leads the thing, but then also in just holding the sort of the masculine, like, you know, a few of the logistics and figuring it out. And it feels so good because I can, I can really feel you through it, Mm. you know, and it comes from a true place, not, not from ego or complaint or any other thing. It's just like, Oh yeah, this is just Carly Joe's desire. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've definitely helped me with a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also gives me permission to be bossy, which I love being bossy. But oh my gosh. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can actually do that in a turned on way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> with, you know you know little 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 things inside of walk and talk club I get bossy about and I'm just yeah. like that's me holding the masculine and it's appreciated and it doesn't have to be you know in another space or time mm-hmm. it would have been ju- I would have judged it or it's not okay and then actually what would have happened is this desire would have fell because mm-hmm. I didn't actually step up the way I wanted to step up out of fear of or right. insecurities of how other people perceive it but I just yeah. want to say, you know, for those for those of us that are in relationship or aspire to be in relationship with um, with a lover, mm-hmm. I have to say the biggest turning point in my relationship with my mm-hmm. husband has <clears throat> I'm trying to say this, like learning how to be vulnerable in sisterhood. Mm-hmm learning how to ask for what I want clearly and openly and authentically learning how to let my sister see me and love me for who I am and learning how to receive their love and their attention, learning how to do it in sisterhood has transformed my marriage. I would have never thought that these two things were connected, Mm -hmm. but like learning how to receive from you guys, you ladies, I can now receive from my partner. The way oh. I share my desires with you, now I share my desire. And this is why we lead group programs. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I get it now. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is just, 
so um it's so beautiful and it's it's really i know like it's the thing you want for all women and it's the thing i want for all women too you know is to be able to be so nourished inside of sisterhood and then bring that to every relationship you know and really take like taking down the barbed wire from your heart <sighs> women that i work with it they rely heavily on their partner for all to take care of all of their needs you know they process with them they vent with them they want mm. their partner to help them figure out what they want in sex and you know the list goes on and on and on and inside of my program queen of <laughs> pleasure I'm constantly reminding them to, for the three months they're with me, to stop doing the things with their partner and to start doing them in the sisterhood container that I have created for them. Vent uh, here, share here, get, seek advice here, like start getting used to, because this is where I see a lot of, a lot of women really holding back. Like we have sisterhood wounds. We have feminine wounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And it really, you don't think it does, but I really think that it translates into how we show up in our relationship. Totally. Oh my gosh. A thousand million percent. That is beautiful. Oh, that feels like a really good place for us to, uh, us, us to start to wrap up. Um, so for women who are, um, wildly curious about these containers that you speak of, Give us the deets. How can women find you? What do you have coming up? Yep. Um, I have a free monthly uh, workshop that is amazing. And it's called Feel Desirable Now. So I work with women in committed. Hot. Yes. Um, I work with women in long-term committed relationships that really want to um, start enjoying their sex life, have a great connected you know, intimacy with each other. So Feel Desirable Now is a really beautiful workshop that I invite each and every one of you to attend for free. And you can get all the deets. Um, there's actually a wait list right now for it. So you can get on the wait list at carlyjo.com, C-A-R-L-I-J-O. Ooh, hot. All right. Um, anything else you want to share um, before we wrap up? Nope. All right. Love you. Uh, Carly Joe, I just thank you so much, um, for your generosity and your vulnerability and, um, your bravery in sharing this story. I am, um, just so curious and excited to see what's next for us in our sisterhood. Crafting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you. And um, see y'all next time. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.